0: It is Friday, so you know what that means. It is Creatively Speaking with Stephen James here on Mixler.com slash M-E-S-N radio. I know, I know, guys, the name is convoluted. Just throw a bunch of alphabet letters at it. Alphabet letters, what a fucking idiot I am. Throw a bunch of Scrabble things at it, and hopefully uh, you'll you'll figure out what it is. The phone number is 609-910-0687. We're going to take you all the way to 1 p.m. But I'm not alone. It's just like when I jerk off. I like to be with a friend. Oh, that just um, got real dark real quick. Like real dark real quick, much like the color rushing to my... Never mind. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm with the one, the only Ash Samuels of Capital Wrestling and of... Various professional wrestling infamy question mark.
1: Uh, it's fucking, uh, you know, the uh, the mayor of the island of Misfit Toys, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, we were having that conversation <laughs> yesterday. Uh, man, at first, it's
0: it's great to see you. I don't get to see you enough because usually whenever we see each other, we have a, a show coming Showtime, up or yeah. someone's birthday who we can kind of stand and we have mutual yeah, friends and we just show up Yeah, and
1: you know, it's, hope there's cake. It's all well and good until, like, I have to socialize with other people. Which is the worst, mind you. <laughs> yes. we, you know, uh, we
0: met, uh, I, you started with Capital Wrestling, what, 2017? Late 2017? Um, Early 2018? I th-
1: I th- it was a year in June, I want to say. Or yeah. In, no, I'm sorry. It was a year in May or April or May.
0: And that's when you started because you were at a couple of shows before that just kind of, you they, know, getting the lay of the land. Yeah, they had
1: say. me, like, I remember the first time I showed up, so... um, it was a fucking whole bunch of shit. That's way too long to get into that led to, we were supposed to do a show for the just incredible documentary and that fucking fell through. Yeah. So then, um, you know, Corey and I just decided to go up to a show one day. Pronouns pal. We're talking Corey castle, Corey castle. Yes, sir. Of evolving with Corey castle fame. Um, you know, and so we just went up and next thing you know, I'm being told I'm running the gorilla. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? Like what the fuck's going on? Um, And then it just became like, you know, so, all right, this is something cool. Like, this is like, there was a lot of work that needed to be done. Obviously that was evident, you know, based off the, but there was like a cool, like kind of kitschy, like, you know, I just, I liked the vibe and I, Marcus Dowling is an old friend of mine. Um, Matt, it was my first time getting to know Matt Ryan and he and I hit it off and Harry and Steph and like, you know, it just became a thing, Yeah. and then it started to grow. And you know, wrestling's one of those things that I've been involved with for on and off for the past twenty years. So yeah, like, you
0: got into it really, really young.
1: Yeah, I was like fourteen when I got in, which is crazy.
0: People, so, people don't understand that. That's something that you know, child labor
1: laws or, or something like doesn't that. Apply just, to pro doesn't apply. Doesn't apply. Doesn't apply at, them at all. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of you know it was. It was one of those things that, like, it was just getting a lay of the land up until, like, that uh, that be terrific fucking debacle. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Shout outs to the one person there, you know who you are, who's a good person, who still uh, associates with us, who I went to uh, went to school with. I love you, dude, but that place is a shit show.
1: Oh yeah, it was, uh, you know, but it also it acclimated me to the product. It acclimated everyone to me, and it kind of snowballed from there to where we're at now which is awesome I get to work with like some of my closest friends you know Deranged uh Jonathan Carrion who is a fucking brilliant person at all this shit Matt, Harry, Steph yourself like you know fucking get to bring in like Homicide and Colby and Julius Smokes who like was like my fucking uncle growing up and Ghost Shadow and Loke and like it's just there's so much cool shit we're going we have a great young roster and we're we're having fun. Um, you know. and, and you can have fun with us tonight in
0: Hoboken, 301 Garden Street. It is Harry Terjanian present. <laughs> the Capital Carnival too. I don't know why we're doing this again. It was such a nightmare. I hope Harry has something more up his sleeves. Although last year's Bobby Orlando Petting Zoo was fantastic, and you can see that uh, on my Instagram at Grapple Talker. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Bell time is 8:30. Tickets are still available at the door. I know it's gonna be cold tonight, but make sure you guys come out. I mean, if you if you want me to give you a hug and rub you down to make you a little bit warm, I can do that. You know, I'm, I'm multi-talented.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Steve we'll be giving uh hand massages and back massages yes. to uh you know there's an age requirement you have to be over 18, 18. a consent form yes. we're not trying to get anyone in fucking trouble here only i i
0: give i give eye contact the whole time so yes. i hope you're you're yes. into that uh thousand mile stare
1: as they call it absolutely absolutely
0: um one yeah. of the things i've noticed since you've come on board especially and as you the aforementioned deranged uh, jonathan carrion um Is the product has changed to a point where some guys you you noticed you know maybe didn't fit what we were trying to do, so you move them you know to the periphery and brought new guys in. When you're looking at talent, what's the first thing that catches your eye? What's something that who was the first guy where you saw I need to get this guy in capital? If you're say a GM for a sports team, which isn't too far off from what you do in a
1: way. Who was your first pick? Who were you like, I have to get this guy in? Well, the first one that, like, I reached out to and brought in was Jimmy Rave. And this was back in August of 18. Um, I think that's the timeline. We're in November. Some shit. Somewhere around there, Right before the fucking White Eagle show. Um, And it was because, like, I did realize that the one thing that was lacking in the locker room was, like, a solid vet. You know everyone was relatively young Um, it was like Keener was kind of like the main vet in the company so we needed someone else who was kind of world-traveled and something like that and then it became like I I just look for you know it's a combination of I take other people's recommendations into account you know Um, I don't sit there and pretend like I'm the be-all end-all I watch highlight videos first which I'm always told is backwards but I look at it like Look, if you can grab me with your highlights... First
0: 30 seconds is important. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, then I'll watch the rest of your shit and see how you are and how you can fit in. Um, you know, it's... We have a television show, so it's we grab it differently. Like, booking fucking half the, half the world who's on eight different television shows that might pop a house isn't something that's going to be good for us. It doesn't mean they're not good. It doesn't mean they're not very talented, but it means that overexposure is a thing. For sure. Why are they choosing to come to Capitol
0: Television Is maybe perhaps the rarity of not seeing these guys Underutilized guys who still have Who might not necessarily have gotten their shot yet Exactly And and to your point with Jimmy Rave And guys like Homicide who you've helped bring in You know guys who are that upper echelon of people within the, the indie and, you know, now Impact and NWA Power and, yeah. you know, for, for Jimmy Rave, Ring of Honor, you know, having all of that stuff there also brings eyeballs.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Zach Amico, like, sometimes thinking... What a what, what a surprise. It, it's thinking outside the box sometimes of, like, you know, look, and we realize that, like, not all, just because you're an entertainer in one field doesn't mean you're going to be good in pro wrestling. Um, That's absolutely true. You know, but guys, who a lot the really cool thing is there is a lot of crossover of like people from other avenues of entertainment enjoy pro wrestling and they ha- they've watched it growing up and things like that, so they do have a base understanding. Um, so you kind of get like, all right, well, here's our giant canvas that we're painting on, and fucking grab a brush and grab come a brush. fucking come paint with us and shit. You know, I. It's not a one-man band in that sense, and that's kind of a great thing. I wanted to get away from the, you know, the Southern wrestling style. I think it plays to a certain audience, but I don't think it's something that can sustain a product in that sense.
0: It's very, it's very regional. It's not national for sure. Yes. Whereas time has proven in the wrestling business that the quote-unquote New York Showman style is more appearing appealing nationally than a Southern wrestling product. Yeah, and
1: yes. you want exciting matches, you know, like. Casey Navarro was one of the first guys that I was like, okay, we're going to keep him around and we're actually going to build him. Um, Jordan Oliver, when he was brought to us, you know, he's someone that, you know, doesn't work with us anymore, but I I do watch him and I see him grow and I'm very proud of the kid. Um, it's a, you want to get a good blend and sometimes shit doesn't work out. There's some guys sure. who, some guys who come in and we think they're going to do one thing and they end up not, wanting to play ball or not, you know, performing how we want them to. So in that case, it's like, you know, Jason Kincaid was another one that when I first saw him and I saw some of his work, I was like, I want, I think he'd be a good fit here because it's not just, can you do moves or can you cut a promo or do you have a good aesthetic? You know, we, at the beginning we had to work off of that. Like Timmy Danger, prime example of someone that, you know, we really had to go into Hide the weaknesses, accentuate the positives. Um, now with the roster that we're building, we have to do less of that. You know, It's more of like who has more of a complete package or who complements who, like putting the
0: rep. And also who's willing to, to listen and, and give feedback back as well. Yeah. Because um, I know when you were talking about seeing a highlight video, another thing that people don't realize when you're putting together a highlight video or something like that, Nine times out of ten, that's an extra skill you have because guys are, nowadays, they're editing their own highlight videos. They're doing yes. all that stuff on their own. Yes. So it shows how much care they put into their own stuff. Yes. It's, it's basically a suit that you're wearing for your, for your reel, for your
1: skill set. And we have guys that, you know, have real big upsides. Guys like The Rep, guys like Steve Gibke, guys, you know, who are young studs who are just killing it right now. Yes, who we have years to build, you know, if they're around because the wrestling business has changed. It used to be, I mean, when I was coming up, it was very different in the sense of there were guys who, you know, they, they'd they been around 14, 50 year, 15 years and they were on the indies, you know, and then all of a sudden those guys started, you know, as NXT grew and things like that. All of a sudden the guys with 14, 15 years were gone and then you were left with the guys with 10. Well, then they started getting picked up too and then you're left with the guys with eight as the vets and, like, there's not as strong of a vet pool on the indies right now we're really fortunate to have like guys with 15 20 years of experience we have you know 10 guys from the old ring of honor roster in the company um but it's it's one of those things that everyone is kind of learning as they go with us you know a lot of the younger guys are learning as they go so you look at upside you look at how can i build this person or how can i present these guys differently than other people are presenting them some acts just work as acts. You don't really, I don't need to tweak the ugly ducklings all that much. Yeah, they've already got what they yeah. do
0: and what they do well. They're comfortable in their gimmick because they execute it well, for yeah. sure. There, there's
1: not too much you need to do. Exactly, you know. So And then some, some guys, like a lucky 13, you put into a different slot than they're usually in, and he's excelled, you know. So you look for those things. You look for who understands what we're doing. If I tell them, like, you might not be the same guy with us that you are everywhere else because we're a television show. So you'll have your name, but we might have you be a different character. You know, and some guys are really cool with that. And some guys are, they don't want to play ball. We've had a couple who don't want to play ball.
0: and Which is, I guess, what people might not tend to understand is in the wrestling business, you are your own business in and of itself. Yes. So you represent yourself. You're an independent contractor. I know that that word is thrown around a lot. But you know, if you don't think that that fits your brand, then just don't book yourself, you yeah. know, don't get booked in these places. But if you want to be on a television product and a television producer, like, you know, yourself or Matt or Marcus, go, you know, we wanna try something different, yeah. You know, you got to be willing to at least, you know, give it a try. If it doesn't work, then, you know, you take risk. It's just one territory, for lack of a better term, that you're trying it in. If it blows up and it works, there you go. You got something to work with. But if it doesn't, that's fine too.
1: Go somewhere else. And the cool thing about the business now is there's kind of like a something for everyone mentality. Um, where you can drive through a niche. Like we, by you know, partnering with Gas Digital, doing Skankfest, things like that, working with a lot of the comics like Harry and Zach, Matt Marin, Chris Vega, guys like that. It's like we're endearing ourselves to other communities that have people who love wrestling, but they're not wrestling, wrestling fans, fans. Yeah. which is something that there's so much stuff being thrown at wrestling fans now. You know, you do have the peripheral. That's why these cosplay shows at these fucking conventions do so well yeah. and shit like that. Because these are people who love wrestling. They grew up watching it, blah, blah, blah. You know, they just they found other interests that they have right now. But if you present wrestling to them that might incorporate some of their other interests, they'll watch. You do something a little different. You present things a little different. Like, that's kind of what we're going for. We don't have the money to be the the best produced wrestling show on the planet. But we certainly have the talent to be the most fun.
0: For sure, we definitely, there are times, and, and we've said this a, a few times you know, privately, uh, we've definitely out our coverage in a lot of ways Yeah, We're in yeah. places where, you know, in terms of years in the company Or a company being around, that we shouldn't be But that's, you know, force of will and the product that we have 609-910-0687 if you want to talk to us I'm sitting with Ash Samuels, of course And you guys can catch us and the product that we're talking about Capital Wrestling live tonight in Hoboken 301 Garden Street uh, Bell time is at 8.30 p.m. It's title for title as the notorious 187 Homicide takes on the Sapphire television champion, Anthony Gangon, the one above all. It's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a rocket buster, as Tajiri would say.
1: Yes. You know, one thing I will say also when it comes to how I pick talent, like, I mean, I'm really, really lucky to have people like Deranged who, you know, he watches a lot of wrestling, a lot more than I do, and he'll spot someone and tell me, like, we should bring in this guy, check him out, or have, like, Someone like Colby that I can hit up or Low Cool say, hey, what about this guy? Or Homicide will say, what about this guy? And it's like, okay, like, you know, these are – I have trusted people that I trust their judgment. So when they tell me someone, hey, what about bringing this guy in? You're
0: more inclined to bring him I, yeah, in. Yeah, like
1: I'll check out tape and it's like, okay, now – My job is how do we make this guy fit into what we're doing. What we're doing already. Yeah.
0: Now, a lot of people don't understand and explain because we're a television show, not an independent wrestling company. It's it's a bit different. Now, Live event wise, you see a lot of territories and a lot of places get older stars to pop a crowd like say like a Tito Santana to bring them in. Uh, Of course, of course. Now, what's the disadvantage of doing something like that in like put it into context for people for us? Like why we don't do
1: that for our live events? It's a mileage thing, you know, um, bringing in a guy who looks good on a flyer, but his match isn't going to be something that you would write home about necessarily or that you'd want to come back to see does us no favors bringing in you know someone who's older and kind of their body's breaking down like a 50 year old man even if they were in WWF for you know 20 years or what have you it's not gonna keep viewers with us the guy's gonna come in have a bullshit match sign some autographs you know all the locals are happy but it's not gonna do anything for our brand it's not gonna do anything to help us build there is something to be said about you know you want something to captivate an audience and watching guys go out there doing house show matches. Cause that's all they can do. Isn't something you want to present on your TV. You know, it's not something that's going to be, you want to be kind of cutting edge. You want to be like when Heyman would bring in all these guys for ECW in like 95, 96 for, for cameos. And there's a purpose, you know, there's a purpose. And these were guys who could go how they were needed to go. You know, they still had mileage on them. They still were able to, you know, do some exciting shit, tell a story, think outside the box, what have you. And that's the guys we want. Like, look, if you're 50 and you can still go and you still bring something different to the table, fucking come on.
0: Perfect example in Nashville using Tracy Smothers who
1: wowed everybody. Stole the show. Amazing, you know? And Tracy, like, super nice guy, took time to talk with us about, you know, the territory and everything like that. And, like, stuff like that I'm more okay with than bringing in, like, you know, this is no knock on Tito Santana. Yeah, and for sure, I, he's know, just the most common name that but, makes the circuit but like someone here. like that yeah. who he's not going to have a good match. It's going to be very basic. It's going to be very uninspired, and it's not going to be something that I would feel comfortable putting out alongside the rest of the stuff that we're putting out. You know, we it's there's a whole feel to what we do that we need to kind of keep. Um, there's you, we. We kind of have something for everyone right now. We got great big men. We have smaller guys who can really go. We have some guys who do more of an old school style. We have some guys who just do, you know, straight up balls to the wall. But you watch our TV, and each episode is kind of different from the last. You know, each character is kind of different. Everyone has something that they're doing. No one's just there to be there. Just there to be there. And that's kind of a you know that's kind of something that i look at, i look at like yeah we might not you know have people get jumping off of balconies and getting million views on gifs but we have quality storytelling we have compelling characters in the ring we have compelling workers you know we do have things that will constantly bring people back to watch us if we get the opportunity to showcase our shit
0: absolutely we're going to take a quick break when we come back more with ash samuels i want to get into uh, we both have uh, some things in common with the way that we uh, we deal with things socially, and we're going to put that into context with dealing with people socially in a business. Where can uh, I add something? Sure,
1: Jeffrey Epstein didn't come.
0: Oh my God! I thought it was going to be thank you for your service. Go go to hell. We'll be right back. <laughs> with Stephen James here on Mixler.com slash M-E-S-N dash radio.com. If you want to check out the podcast, if you want to check out the show, uh, make sure you find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, I believe now, a a lot of different places that we are on. And don't forget to catch me every Monday night On Brooklyn Versus as well 7pm we just wrapped the season But season 2 is coming soon Go to uh, GoBridgeSide.com and check that out as well Uh, They call me Mr. Monday Night And that's only because I don't leave my house on Mondays I'm usually on some sort of digital television program, which is kind of cool to say out loud. That's not too bad. Not too shabby for, uh, for a, a, a poor kid who used to play with crack vials in a project elevator growing up. I'm with Ash Samuels of Capital Wrestling Infamy, uh, as well as so many other things. One of the things that I really want to talk to you about, and one of the things that I think that we related to, um, is for those who don't know... In the entertainment business, I don't think that it's exclusive just to wrestling. But in the entertainment business, you have to be in some way, shape, or form on. You have to interact with a lot of people uh, socially. It's 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 a big thing. It's fucking exhausting. It's exhausting, and for both of us, you know, I think we connected on the fact that we hate people. <laughs>
1: it's 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 a weird like. All right, so. I, you know, I'm always open about the shit. I'm bipolar. I have PTSD. Uh, my PTSD being different from yours. Different than mine, yeah, for uh, sure. You know, and sometimes like I don't have it in me to really interact with people like I should. Um, it's not. It's not them. Like it's. It's a really shitty thing when you have to say like it's. Look, it's not them. It's me. You yeah. know, and it, that's my shit that I have to work through. But I usually say that after putting a twenty on the nightstand. There you go. <laughs> You know, Sorry. But it's... it. Look, it's fucking... It's not something that, you know, when you have to, like, politic and, like, you know, like, I have to go to this show that's not my show just to talk to this person and kind of glad hand people and shit like that. And it's fucking... Sometimes you don't want to do it. And like, what's crazy with...
0: I, I know for us, it's a social anxiety, PTSD issue. But for some people, they don't want to do it either. It's just for i know for wrestling specifically it's part of what you do there's like a certain thing you shake everybody's hand
1: you go through the thing but you could see in some guys eyes they don't want to do that either no and it's a matter of like you know it's there's a certain thing in the entertainment industry where you kind of have to be disingenuine a little bit and once you get to the point in your life and your existence where like that doesn't suit you anymore Like the whole concept of like pretending to like someone that you actually can't stand or having to overlook like awful qualities in people because they might be able to help your career or your business. It's fucking hard, man. It's hard. Separating the two can be very, very difficult. Because like our business is full of some shitty, shitty, shady people that sometimes you have to, you know, if I need A, B and C done, I might have to go deal with this person. And it's so much harder for them to hide their shit under rocks nowadays. You know, it used to be fucking all like word traveling and blah, blah, blah. Now with the age of screenshots and everything, like if you're trying to fuck a 16 year old girl, dude, everyone's going to know. Yeah. And if I find that out, I don't really care what you can do for my business. I'm just That's not going to fucking deal with you. For sure. And we've had situations like that in, uh, in
0: other companies that I've worked for where and You know where you've just had to go Yeah this person doesn't exist And that's the one thing that I've noticed about The wrestling community And communities in general A lot of times if there's one Thing that people agree upon That's it you're done Like you you will not get work Anywhere you know Unless you go under a mask and move to Mexico and then, you know, yeah. work, work like
1: that. And that's, you know, like, in certain parameters, that's fine. For sure. With this fucking climate we live in where, like... Anything could be considered Yeah, bad, dude. It's so... It's so backwards. Like, if you say just one wrong thing, like, everything's documented now. Like, there's no such thing as, like, I had a shitty moment anymore. Yeah. It's just, like... This is indicative of you in a person, as a person,
0: and also there's no context. That's that's the biggest thing. It's like you're taking a, 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 a two-minute quote from an hour-long conversation. You don't know what was being discussed before then, and how it fits into the overall narrative of the conversation. You just get that, and then it's a byline. It's a punchline. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's terrible.
1: You know, like that whole thing with uh, Shane Gillis, you know, a lot of the articles that were coming out were referring to, you know, to to people we do business with. Yes. And we're taking them dangerously out of context. And if you read these things like and these are people I know to be good people, like it's, it's like, OK, you sound like a horrible person. Yeah. You know, um, just because you shared a card with the person or a locker room with the person yeah, or like and you didn't even know anything about what was going on. And these things like podcasts, man, they get a lot of people in trouble because people don't listen for anything other than buzzwords yeah people listen for like what can i be offended by instead of taking in the context of the conversation who these people are what they're going for is it a joke is it something like that that they're just you know they're reaching for humor they're reaching for this they're reaching to be controversial because it's part of their character or whatever and you end up in these situations where people are getting themselves in trouble more and more and the you know the one thing i'm starting to be very thankful for is the pendulum swings both ways so a lot of these people who are coming back the other way they're drawing you know drawing these lines and then their own people cross it and then they have to rethink their stance on like how to deal with somebody that does something you don't like or says something you don't agree with even though you just supported them for yeah exactly like you know um it's a it's a really i tell i tell the younger guys all the time man be careful of the nooses you throw because they could be used to hang the people around you too you know before they before they get to you you'll be next exactly like you know everyone in the heat of the moment has said something shitty i don't care (laughs) i did that this morning yeah like i don't care (laughs) who you are i don't care what nationality you are who you who you're attracted to fucking what parts you think you have or what have you yeah you know like You're going to say something that's going to offend somebody because you're a human being. and You can't please anyone trying to please everyone. Exactly. And if you're going to be
0: crucified for that shit, like that's a problem. I I live my life by this. If you don't like what I say, come talk to me and we'll figure it out. Because if you're not my kids, if you're not fucking me or trying to fight me, then you don't matter exactly and you know it's, at least how
1: in, in the context of how i live my life it's hard to judge people by their actions when we're so hung up on their words it's super hard to judge people by their actions in that case you know it's super hard to judge people by the content of their character when you're going off of fucking sound bites and like hearsay and shit like that and you're making like super snap judgments on people that you don't know. It's outrage marketing. Because it is that that sells clicks to people. that sells you know interest in whatever their product is you know and we live and then there's the trolls who it's like, I just want to trigger this person or that person and it's like, well that's gonna come back around and fucking shoot you in the face yeah. you know like fucking it's wrestling's gotten weird man with fucking social media and everything like guys bury themselves left, right and center because they don't have emotional control. Bury themselves, bury their friends, bury promotions. Yeah, and, you know, like, or make themselves look really stupid or childish on social media. And then the fans who fucking... There's some fans who will dig through things... To find dirt on someone, because that's how they get their gratification, is like, ha, I I affected that person's life. It's like, well, you negatively affected that yeah. person's life.
0: From something that somebody said in 2012, you yeah. know what I
1: mean? It's, yeah.
0: Oh, dude, I knew a girl. You, I know I'm a completely different person now than I was in 2006. So if you're, you know, if, if you're going, oh, this guy killed a man, like, yeah. And? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like I do. It,
1: it, I do. And it's like I mean, you've known me for like a year a year and some change now. Some change, yeah. And I'm sure that you've seen that I'm a completely different person now than I was 6 months ago and I was a completely and, different and for person. The yeah, like and for the better. You know, so to not give people the benefit to grow is a dangerous place to be in a, as in a society. Very hypocritical as well. Six zero nine nine one zero zero six
0: eight seven. The phone lines are open if you want to talk about outrage culture as well. Um, but but switching gears back to wrestling, do you think that that's why a lot of companies now have social media training and they basically say, you know, this is your social media account, and they put the brand's name in it, like for WWE, for example. The 90% of their talent Unless they already have A strong social media following Before they come in It's WWE branded Yeah, well, This way they have to sign contracts Stating they will only do this so I mean on so forth. you
1: look at like How much money Companies like WWE And AEW And things like that Are putting into their talent And to have to be in a position Where you have to fire somebody Because they can't keep their shit together Or they said something Eight years ago you know is it's maddening it's maddening like to be in a position like the Lars sullivan thing you know when he got outed for writing a bunch of awful shit that he probably doesn't agree with or believe anymore anyway in fucking 2010 and this happened in like 2019 yeah and you know like that's (laughs) i i understand completely why these companies are saying like hey um you have to be Overly cautious about what you say in public and what you say on social media, you have to be overly cautious of the fact that everyone has a camera nowadays. And if you're a public figure, the chances of someone filming you while you're going about your daily business or at an airport or something, and if you act out or act shitty, it's gonna be on tape for the world to see is... And nobody cares about the context of it was 5 a.m. in the morning and this guy was shoving a camera in your face and and saying, you know. Your label is an asshole. Your label is a problem. You're labeled as antisocial, you know, regardless of what the circumstance was. And so I see why they're so overly cognizant of this. I see why it's something that is actually in handbooks and guidelines now because you don't want to build someone up to a certain point and then be like, fuck, we can't do anything with them anymore because they just, they offended 500,000 people on Twitter or, you know, parents won't want them to come because they curse too much or this or this. And it's, and
0: it's, it's, it's almost so stupid. It's you know? it's almost a trap too, because for a very long time, I didn't have a lot of social media platforms. I had maybe Instagram and that was it. Um, you know, I got rid of Facebook. I got rid of all, all of that stuff, but when you're you know a a company wants to see that you're able to cultivate a following you're not necessarily selling your like uh uh, you know a company is buying your following yeah they're not buying you per se they're buying the people who spend money on you
1: yeah they're they're purchasing what you bring to the table yeah you know um that's why you see more guys with degrees now You know things like that because it's what else can you do? What else can you do? Because especially in this business, where the physical things that you're going to be able to do, there's a there's a timeline. This isn't the '80s and the early '90s where guys are working through life threatening injuries because they need to. Father time don't do no jobs. You know (laughs) exactly, exactly. And when everything's corporate, you can't have a precedent where your talent goes out there when they have 102 degree fevers or they're wrestling with a broken neck or you know, they have drug addiction issues and shit like that, like, you can't. Like, do you, do it'll you th- sink your
0: company. Do you think it's possible, though, in this day and age, and I don't even think this is wrestling specific, and we want to hear your thoughts, 609 or drop it in the chat, do you think now, in a public sphere, or, or an entertainment type thing, that you can have a top guy, quote unquote, or a star who doesn't participate in social media?
1: Um, I think that you can, and and
0: is it ethical to expect someone to do that and then turn around if he says something you don't like, I think
1: you can have guys who are very sparse in those things. Like they don't need to be responding to DMS and, you know, like adding every, the whole world and everything and going and doing all this press. But I think that if you're, if you're pushing someone as your champion or putting them at the top, they're the face of your company. You know, so you want them to be able to go speak to people and do press and do so eloquently and do so where, you know, if I'm if I'm a, you know, someone in WWE and I have to send wrestler XYZ out to Fox or to NBC or to, you know, one of these outlets like I don't want to have to worry about what they're going to say. You know, so much of jobs like this, it's certain times you'll pass over people who are very talented. Because you don't want the headache. Don't want to deal with it. Because it's just not worth the bullshit that comes with them, you know, and it's tanked a lot of careers because people, you know, their guys are the most talented in the ring or they're most talented on the mic. But if you fucking put them out in a public setting, it's the potential for a firestorm. And it's just like, you know what? Like my business is more important. What I'm building is more important than what you can bring to the table, even if what you can bring to the table is a great thing and a great product.
0: Yeah, and vice versa. You might not necessarily be the greatest in-ring worker, or for an actor, you might not be the greatest actor. But if your social media game and your following is very, very good, and you're easy to deal with,
1: you know, and you're coachable
0: and you listen, go along to get along, as they say. Yes,
1: you know, like there is something really to be said about that. Like the most, a lot of the most coachable guys are not the most naturally talented, but they listen.
0: That, that being said, now, we have a locker room of uh, about, it's it, it fluctuates, but about 60, 50 to 60 guys, I would say, somewhere around there, you know, whether that includes production personnel somewhere, but the locker room specific, how is it managing the personalities and stuff like that who are some of your locker room leaders is it is it more of a military structure where you know you've got your squad leaders basically they handle some of the minor stuff to keep it off your table and then only the big stuff
1: comes your way like how do you handle a locker room so wrestling definitely a hierarchy thing where it's like you're judged by time in and what you've done you know so i would definitely I wouldn't expect guys to be going for advice or airing out their gripes to, you know, a nineteen-year-old who's fresh-faced. When there's the guys like Homicide, guys like Jimmy, guys like Deranged, guys like you know Colby, who's very young but he's been in this business for fifteen years at this point. Well, that is lineage. Yeah, like you know, so it's something where you need the young guys to trust the vets. You need the vets to be accessible enough to the young guys and to give a shit. You know, and I think we're really lucky to have guys who want to be of service, not just in the ring. You know, they wanna help build the locker room. They wanna help that if guys have problems or if guys have, you know, things that they need work on, you know, but it's also on the younger guys to listen.
0: Take <coughs> take their opinions into consideration, because knowing
1: that they've been where you've been and they are where you're trying to go. Look, a guy like homicide knows how to make money, you yeah. know, like he's made money in this business, so you know, for somebody to disregard their opinion, this goes for myself included, is fucking stupid. It's foolish. It is, yeah. it really is, you know? And uh, it's. I view things like that. I view things like, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, like sometimes where people are on the card and how much they're getting pushed has nothing to do with what they know or how valid their opinion is. It just has everything to do with how well they fill the slot on a product, yeah. you know? And, like, the, and the show flow. You uh, yeah. you know,
0: we've had guys who are our main event guys open the show. Yeah. Why? Because that's the need.
1: You know, you have to double shot. Well, filming TV is different. Different. Yeah. Um, because, like, you want the hottest crowd for the biggest matches. And sometimes if you're running a two and a half hour, three hour show, the crowd's going to be burnt out at the end. For sure. That's why you sometimes you go back to the old WWF thing where Hogan would be on right after intermission, right, right after before intermission. intermission you know, because there's people who want to go home. There's people who have kids and lives or jobs or more demanding schedules that like, I mean, we are in a time economy right now where. For
0: sure. Time is definitely the most valuable thing people have. And when they feel it's being wasted, it, you you lose
1: them. Yes. You lose them. And there's so much content out there. There's so much to distract people and to es- people, give them that escapism like. We're at a time now where there's more content being created in like a three year period than in the history leading up to that. There's so much shit to watch. I mean, wrestling wise, there's nine television shows. Nine television shows, yeah. So, how, why are you going to go pay for a ticket to see something live when you can watch it for free at home and you want to go to that hockey mm-hmm. game or you want to, you know, your kid needs to go to a dance? Or something like that like it's it's kind of i don't want to call it uh nonsensical but you definitely put yourself in the position where if you don't figure out other ways to make money and you're doing the traditional like making money off the house you're not gonna make it's money it's not
0: it's not the way that the business runs anymore it used to be 100%. guys made a downside guarantee off of a, off of a percentage of the house yeah that's not happening anymore but if you want to see our house and help our house grow come tonight Tonight, tonight in Hoboken, 301 Garden Street, as Capital Wrestling presents Harry Turjanian's Capital Carnival 2. That's right, it was a nightmare the first time. Who knows what it's going to be this time? 301 Garden Street in Hoboken tonight. Tickets are still available. Come brave the cold. Come sit with me. You might be able to sit on my lap if you pay extra over uh, 18 only. Um
1: Yeah, uh, with a consent form with to be signed. With a consent form to be signed.
0: Yep. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, a couple of the things that uh, we might be expecting at the Carnival? This year,
1: I mean, we have you know, Zach Amico kind of took over the reins. Nice, you know. And for uh, those
0: of you who don't know, check out his stuff on uh, Real Ass Podcast on Gas Digital Real Ass
1: Podcast, Zach Amico's uh, Midnight Spook, Spook Show, Midnight Spook Show, which is a phenomenally fun fun hang, um, you know. And now on his third show on Gas Digital Network on Capital Wrestling, um, and it's a darker feel, man. It's a Hudson County horror show. So we have uh, we have ghost bowling. We have, Uh, yeah, yeah, man, we have uh, the interns are going to be on display having to, you know, having to kind of take one for the team, so to speak. Um, You know, we have uh, the return of Bobby Orlando's petting
0: zoo. Uh, See, that's all I wanted. Him singing Eye of the Tiger to a stuffed goat. Multiple, I'm telling you that's goat stuffed goats. It, that goat is stuffed with something, and I don't think it yeah. It's you either know, a brick or coat uh, A brick
1: of something. Judging by how people react when they get hit by it, I'd say it's a brick. <laughs> it's a brick of um,
0: something. You know? Judging the way <laughs> judging the way Bobby reacts to it, it's a it's a brick
1: of something. Exactly. Um, um <laughs> you know, we have uh we have our sideshow attraction this year. Come see the man eating chicken, folks. Ooh, there's a man eating chicken. There's a man eating chicken. Uh, I'm not gonna give yeah. away too much more information about it, but it is uh it's going to be freak
0: man. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. That's, again, 301 Garden Street tonight. Tickets are still available. To get tickets, you can either get them at the door or go to CapitalWrestling.com. And what a cool moment it was to, uh, to see Joe Rogan uh, on Holy the Legion shit. of Skanks podcast. Watch. Capital Wrestling, and he's a guy who's been very critical about wrestling as a whole. He's not the biggest wrestling fan at all.
1: He's not, but he appreciates it. For like, sure. I've been seeing that more and more with him. You know, like, I'm a big fan of his podcast, and like, he appreciates the physicality of it. He appreciates the fact that you can do something That different. you have to be an athlete to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, fight fan, man, guys who are really into fights, I don't ever expect them to be wrestling fans. If they are, it's great, but if your thing is, like, realistic fighting and realistic grappling it was, like, being on the wrestling team in high school... When they're like, "Don't call that other bullshit you do wrestling. This yeah. is wrestling." It's like, okay, like, there's that's cool, man. You know, it's, it's like, don't call the coast guard the military. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, you know, if someone said to you, like, "I'm a, I'm in the military," and you're like, "What do you do?" and they're like, "I'm in the reserves," you'd be like, "Yeah, no, you're not sorry. in the military. Yeah, go, you're, go away. You're in RC, Like, yeah. you're, you're,
0: yeah, you're a larper.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're a larper. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. I hear you. It's the same thing."
0: Do you think that that is sort of changing the gap, is sort of uh, being bridged, you know, when you have guys like, you know, Kane uh, Velasquez coming in, guys like Brock Lesnar, who's, you know, started as a NCAA multi-time wrestling champion, then went, to wrestling, then into mixed martial arts, and back. You know, gals like Ronda Rousey. Do you think that that's sort of bridging the gap? Do you think that that's the attempt to kind of make I more think traditional fight fans enjoy professional I,
1: wrestling? I do, and I think that guys like that, guys like the Matt Riddles of the world, and Josh Barnett, and you know, um, they bring a different sort of realism. Because Ken it's, Shamrock, let's Ken, not forget. Yeah, it's not. So thirty years ago, the only real fights like were boxing that were televised. You know, you didn't really get to see, like, a guy was able to hold a sleeper hold on for four and a half minutes because you didn't see the fact that in a real fight where you're allowed to do a sleeper hold, this is going to tap a guy out in, in yeah. 15 seconds. Pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, so we, you know, it caused wrestling to have to evolve. It caused the in-ring style to have to evolve where guys couldn't get by on the old tropes anymore, which I think is very important because I think that did turn off a lot of, Fight fans and things like that, and also turned off a lot of legitimate athletes to coming into the business. You know, I think that we're at a really cool place right now where we have the athletes back. We have the guys that, if they weren't doing pro wrestling, they'd be doing MMA or they'd be playing football or they'd be playing soccer. That's or something why like that. that's why skateboarding, the, um, all of it. You know,
0: that's why women's soccer is so successful in the United States is because perhaps there are more limited opportunities. For women in other sports to make money. So they naturally go to soccer because the program is prestigious, it's competitive, but there aren't other avenues. Like the WNBA, while it's been around for a really long time and it makes some money, the interest isn't there. Um, it's not considered to be on par with its male counterpart, whereas women's soccer, in America at least, is superior to the men's program. And I think that's because the athletes, to your point, the best athletes are being funneled to that sport.
1: Yeah, because you can actually make money in it after you're an amateur. Um, you know, it's one of those things like look at gymnastics, you know, we're getting a lot of gymnasts in pro wrestling now because where do you go? Exactly. Yeah. What do you do? You know, you go to the fucking circus Sole soleil or you go to pro wrestling or you just, you know, teach gymnastics, um, things like that. Like, I think, I think it's a great time period for the business because of that. I think we're getting better athletes. I think we're getting guys who, you know, un- understand, can, uh, kinesthesics and the the human body more and you know a guy
0: like a former capital wrestling champion matt mcintosh is a guy who you know is studying like a lot of these guys are studying you know fitness science like not just going and working out but trying to understand how the body works just not just lifting things up and putting them down
1: it's a maximizing thing you know like everyone wants to maximize their potential especially like if you're not six five You know, like, it's one of those things. Like, now, like, there's smaller guys getting signed. It's been since probably only six years that you've had that where... Where they've been the top guys, You could be 5'7", be on TV, be a top guy, 5'8", 5'9", what have you, where it used to be 6'2", 270, or they weren't going to fucking look at you. They weren't even looking at you. You might be in a squash match, but, yeah, they're not looking you anywhere uh, past. Unless you were, like, a Rey Mysterio or someone who could do the craziest shit on earth. You know, you weren't you weren't getting touched um whereas now it's because everything the athletes have gotten smaller because the amount of wear and tear on your body it's definitely a factor like look if you're six five three hundred pounds you taking fucking six seven bumps a match to have that high octane match is going to take a lot bigger toll on your body for sure than
0: someone who's fucking, you know, 150. We've seen that in traditional sports, too. A lot of times the seven-foot guy in basketball has a shorter career span than the, you know, six one point guard or, you know, because Absolutely. it's just it takes more to get moving at that size.
1: Absolutely. And, like, you know, like when you're in there with other big guys who are hitting you really hard and shit like that because the way that you hit people in this business has changed, you know, you have to make contact now.
0: A lot of Japanese influence here in America as well. Strong style, King's Road style. No
1: one's buying. And on the indies, it's like, I mean, WWE, there's three feet between, or I think even more. I think like five feet, actually, between the fans and the ring. Indies, maybe there's two. Yeah. You know, so you have to lay it in more. Gotta lay it in. Because there's not people... Watching from the cheap seats and the nosebleeds, if there's 300 people in a building, everyone can see everything.
0: Everyone can see everything. Everyone can hear everything, which is a testament to the skill level to be able to pull that off in a believable way. 100%. All right. We're going to take another quick break, but when we come back, we got about a half hour left on the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about pro wrestling. I want your questions. 609-910-0687. No topic is off limit, limits except for who killed uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, spoiler, it is not him. He did not, in fact, do that himself. No. <laughs> we'll be right back, creatively speaking, with Stephen right, James.
1: I got pissed so bad, dude.
0: Slash mesn Radio Here with Ash Samuels we got about a half hour left And don't forget tonight you can come see Myself and Ash At Harry Terjanian presents the Capital Carnival 2 I'm trying to be Stay excited it with about some enthusiasm, Capital Wrestling on. presents Harry Terjanian's Capital Carnival 2 uh, it's gonna be a wonderful event All jokes aside, we always put on a, a fun show We do our best There's a lot of really, really hard-working people Who are trying to uh, to make the experience as best as possible If uh, if movies are too expensive for you If going to see a big hockey game or a basketball game is too expensive for you What better way to show the family of four a good time Than professional wrestling action at a pretty decent price
1: Fair price I mean, look, it's uh, $10 a person, two for 15 you know, you're not really going to get a night out for that price. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially for the family. It's something that we, you know, we kind of have taken a new approach to where it's like, you know, we're we're a TV show. So we're working off sponsors and things like that. So we want people in the door. We want you to come check out our shit and tell your friends and fucking have a good time. So it doesn't make sense to be like, oh, and it's $25 a person. So, you know, we can. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't need the money from that avenue, man We want you to be there We want you to see what we do We want you to get the word of mouth spreading And things like that Like, Be there, be excited Come say hello
0: to myself and Mr. Entertainment Harry Tujanian at the broadcast table I'll give you a little, uh, little bit of a handshake But besides wrestling right now We talk about being a consumer of things What are some things that you consume Be it, you know, television, radio That maybe in influence the things that you do uh in a professional wrestling standpoint or just in general like what are you watching now
1: um now like you know i'm uh, i love documentaries i'm a huge fan of documentaries like cult stuff like i love watching shit about cults um you know things like that like uh comedies, I listen to, you know, I listen to Rogan, I listen to Legion of Skanks, you know, shout out to Lewis, uh, Zach and Lewis's Real Ass Podcast, Dave Smith, Part of the Problem, which is a political podcast. Um, you know, I'm really, I politics interests me, um, especially in this climate we live in, you know, in terms of influencer wrestling show, like, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't watch a lot of wrestling, because I don't want that, like, other people's ideas by osmosis. Got it.
0: I, I see what you're saying the same six <laughs> ideas being rebooked over and over yeah,
1: again. Yeah, professional wrestling's presented a certain way by most people and we pride ourselves on not doing that. So we have this basis in what we all grew up watching which is different for basically, you know, half the company and that, you know, does the production and th- things like that which is great. You know, uh, I love, you know, I'm starting to really gain an affinity for like B-level horror movies like that aren't horrifying, they're funny and they're, they're over funny, the top yes. and like Stuff like that, like sometimes a little over the top is good, you know, Um, it's something where I think you have to be careful when it comes to what you consume and how it affects what you create. And we, we live in this time, which is so weird, where you don't ever have to be bored. And I think that's a problem. That is a huge problem. You never
0: have to be alone with your own thoughts. And I, I myself, coming from a personal perspective, have to take time to get away from the constant influence. Like just just now, um, you know, we have this platform that we're doing. There's a television on right now. Uh, there's a chat room here with with uh, with video people who are you know giving comments and and talking about other things as well. There's just so many things pulling your attention that you don't have to focus on yourself anymore in any way, shape, or form, or the interpersonal relationships that you have with other yeah, people. Yeah, and that's, Very that's fascinating.
1: really problematic, you know? Sure. And there's there's so much that you can consume nowadays. Not all of it's gonna be good. Not all of it's gonna be helpful. I'm, I'm definitely at a point in my life where you know, I'm more careful about what I watch and what I listen to because there's certain things that from like a spiritual level, like you want things that are gonna enrich you. You want things like that you're gonna learn something from or you're gonna get a peace of mind from or something like that. And that might not lend itself to the creative process on a wrestling show. So there has to be like a healthy balance of like what you can take from and what you're watching for personal enrichment and personal growth and things like that. Because at the end of the day, if I'm not who I need to be as a person, I'm not gonna be an effective leader. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be someone who's able to do my job and handle the pressures that are going to come with a growing company and you know having to deal with like the the emotional standpoints of talent and stuff like that which honestly half the time i'm not great with like look like i'm a lot of times i've been accused of being too heavy-handed on like if you don't like it there's the fucking there's door, the door yeah you know and uh and i'm starting to see that more you know um plus like you know uh Shout out to my wonderful girlfriend, Bryn. Oh, yeah. She's great. We parent like 80, 90% of the time. So it's like, you know, when you're when you got the kids around and stuff like that, like it's, you know, you you're conscious about what you're taking in because you're conscious about what they're taking in certain times. Like you want to detach from electronics and go do something. And it's kind of awesome, you know, like going out into nature and not being on your phone the whole time. You know, going
0: to a show and not being on it's on the phone a, exactly. The whole time.
1: You know, like kind of detaching from all that because you f- you can fall into this loop. You can fall like I know people who they have the video games going, they have their phone on playing like some podcast or something like that, and then they have their computer on playing something, and it's like, how do you <laughs> how even many, focus yeah. on fucking one thing? Yeah. Like, I have a problem if I'm trying to listen to something and someone's talking at me. You know, like of there where people, my attention's going. Like, yeah. You know, and like these these kids are fucking, they got 95 apps open, 95 things going on at once. And you kind of look at it like some of the best ideas that I've had, I can say personally, and I can also say like throughout human history, some of the best strokes of creativity and strokes of genius come from, you know, a, being bored or a space of like, you know, wanna, um, well that's why all of these things have
0: happened, we've only created all of these things, Th- this is my opinion of the universe and not to get too heavy, it's we've created all of these things because we're bored and we have to kill our time before we're dead, like we have no concept of how to handle the fact that we don't know what comes next, so we have to fill the in between with something.
1: 100% and you know and uh, it's also like when you have all that constant, it causes worry causes like you to overthink and your brain to always be going and one of the best things I ever heard was uh, a guy Alan Watts who I do listen to like I do listen to Alan Watts lectures like semi regularly Um, he said if there's always voices going in your head how are you going to know which ones to listen to you know how are you going to know what idea is a good idea if you just have this constant fucking barrage of shit going through your mind you have to be able to fucking get some quiet you know, you have to be able to get a, a peaceful space. You know, I'm working on the nonprofit, which is, like, something that is absolutely taking, a you know, some of my attention away from things. But it's because, like... But
0: that's good, though, in some capacity, because yeah. it makes what, what you're doing better. We talked about this on the phone. What's the point of doing something if it's not something that can benefit others or at least do something to give back to something?
1: Exactly. You know, like, there's... It's something where... You want to you don't want your endeavors to be hollow and you don't want it to be all about money or all yeah. about like look at what i made look at me look at me like i'm not a big person on that like it's why like i've you know i used to do i used to do Corey's podcast all the time and i love doing it you know but i'm also i'm not as big on talking about myself as i used to be or thinking that my opinions are so fucking important or whatever and uh you know, like, realizing, like, I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to grow as a person and things like that. And that's important. You also have a lot lot to teach you know? to and, people. And that's something that, like, you always have to be, you have to do things that enrich you as a person, not just, like, this is what I'm putting out in the world. Because at the end of the day, that becomes another distraction.
0: It becomes transactional more than anything it else. Does. It, it, it does. It yeah. does.
1: And one thing I will say is, like, Look, man, it stopped being fun for a bit. You know, it started just, it was work. Like, capital, like, honestly, like, sure. it was work. Like, it wasn't fun. It was like, it wasn't like where I was miserable. But it definitely was just You were like, on autopilot. Yeah. To, to an it extent. Was a, you know, it was a lot of stress and you're worrying about growth and you're worrying about this and you're worrying about what direction is the company going in as a business and yeah. stuff like that. that. You kind of lose the why I'm doing this in the first place. And that's kind of when you focus on why you're why you're doing this in the first place, when you focus on the actual- Motivations. Motivations and the purpose of it all, instead of worrying about money coming in or worrying about this or worrying about that, you find that the things that you need gravitate towards you when you're sticking to what you're supposed to be doing. And you're not wearing too many hats or you're not worrying about too much shit that You know, when you're trusting the process, you're trusting your team, you're not micromanaging everything and you're focusing on what you're good at and you're learning how to get better at it and you're putting more work into it. You know, um, Zane, who I I love dearly, who was such an amazing person to work with him not being here. Well, we all have to step up our roles and step up our games and be more involved in the things that we're usually like. We don't have to worry because Zane's got that handled. Which ultimately, you know,
0: and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, but ultimately it will be a benefit because more people will get better at the things that they need to do because now it's put up or shut up.
1: A 100%, you know, and it came in a time where we're entering into a bunch of new markets and you want to have the same quality product that you were putting out and you wanna be able to still produce something captivating and have it be, it's a little more yours now. So with that, you have to look at it, shit, this is a representation of me and I want something that's a representation of me to be high quality. I want something that's a representation of me to to not have people go, oh, well, this era was great. And then look at the drop off, you know, you want it to be like, okay, like it's different, but it's still great, you know, it's different, but it's still fun. It's different, but it's still growing. You know, and I think it's a really cool place to be once you accept that. Once you accept, like, dude, the first episode I watched post-Zayn, like, was jarring to me. Yeah, it was definitely different. Because but at
0: the same token, if you go back and you watch episode one of Capital Wrestling, it is a completely different show. And it, it we so we've been through this sort of thing before. A
1: hundred percent, you know? And once you get past the fact, like, you know, that little, like, autistic part of me that's, like resistant to change and like i like what i like type thing yeah. like where you know i'm the same person who doesn't really listen to music made after 2012 you know and if like if i find a band that i like and like i like certain parts of their catalog i'm not really going to listen to their new stuff because <laughs> i don't want to yeah, you know? be disappointed you know like so i don't give it a chance to love it you know like yeah. so like you can't you can't do that when it's your own product you have to accept change and you have to accept that Things are different and then you have to look at whether or not, like once you get past the oh my god it's different, you have to look at whether it's good or bad and whether it needs to be changed and whether this could work or whether this is not gonna work and kind of move accordingly. Who needs to do what? How do we delegate this? Who's best handled for this position? And not having, you know, and I'm guilty
0: of this sometimes myself in my own creative endeavors as well. It's letting it, I don't wanna say fail, Giving it time to get to where you plan, because if you have a plan and you change something and you want to go from A to C, you still have to get through B. You can't. You don't just go from
1: A to A to C. Like that just doesn't happen. And that's something that you know, like I was always looking for the shortcut to get to what I wanted. You know, get rich quick schemes, <laughs> or this, or you know, selling things I shouldn't have been selling, and what have you. Um, Life insurance. Uh, something (laughs) something something like like that that. um sanity insurance to certain people we'll call it um you know but you're now it's like fuck it man i i'm at a point in my life where i want to hit all the steps i don't want to leave fucking be like nope i'm supposed to be at q right now so fuck everything else like i want to get there you know there's an importance in the journey because that's how you learn you know, if something's just handed to you, you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know just, how you got it. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the importance, it's just stuff. It's the importance of like, man, I made this move and this move and this move, and maybe the fucking one or two of these moves didn't work out, but I realized why they didn't work out. And that's why when it comes to the creative process, I'm very much, what are we doing wrong? What criticisms are there? What do we need to be fixed? I don't really like to focus on what we're doing well, yeah. when it comes to like talking about like the company. Because I think it's evident what we do well, you know. I think that the shit that we need to change to do better—that's the stuff I'm concerned with. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to drive us forward.
0: Let let the people who are consuming our product talk about what we're doing well. Yeah, because that's what we want.
1: Exactly. Let the people running it try to fix it and make it yeah. better. You know, this is not this is a work in progress for all of us, man. You know, like really, like for sure. I, yeah, I've been around the wrestling business for twenty years, but this whole like executive producer thing is like a newer hat to me, especially
0: you know? the television portion for you. Hundred percent. Whereas you know the in ring stuff, I've only been in this in in the wrestling business now five years, and it's different than the standard broadcast. Uh, industry 100% So you know And I was talking to uh, A lot of cameramen Who Shooting wrestling For the first time Because you know Our <coughs> production team You know we get a cameraman For this show And the, you know Then we can't use him Because he's using You know he's at another show Or you know the guy Just didn't work out It It's a different thing Oh yeah I've shot football before No It's not the same thing
1: We ran into that With uh, you know With certain people And I've also run into it At other points in my career You know the number
0: th- What two cameraman number, number in the two world. cameraman In
1: the world man <laughs> You know and fucking didn't understand that it's like you can't have that mentality you know like I remember in 2012 we did a show in Calgary that they brought in a uh, 4k camera crew for and this was when 4k was brand new and it was like they ended up paying like 18 grand to these people and fucking we had this beautiful sizzle reel and everything and then you saw the actual show, and it was shot like shot dog like shit, shit. Yeah. because no one with a camera in their hand knew what to look for. Yeah. They didn't know what this is supposed to look like. And that's something. They didn't know to punch in on a facial. Exactly. You know Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's sure. something that it's like. No, it's- that's not
0: what that means. It has a different context yes. in wrestling. Yes. Punching in on a facial is yes, <laughs> different. Yeah, no, uh, Similar to porn, though.
1: It is. Um, but it's definitely something where, you know, once you get you once you get people who get more accustomed to uh you know one of the cool things like pulling back the curtain i will say is when i watched the first the first episode of the new slate i definitely you know said some things to matt about like this this is shot you know in a way that is a little jarring or this or this and he just said just wait till like the third episode they're really learning as they go pretty quickly and then yeah, man, by the time you watch the third episode, you're like, okay, this is better. And and mind
0: you, this is all on the fly because the the way that we do is we have a live event and we shoot seven to eight weeks of television there. Yeah. So to your point, that first two episodes might've been the first matches on the card. And these guys have never really worked together with each other, so.
1: Yeah, and like, I don't have, uh, you know, I have too much other shit going on on the day of a show to grab a camera, Yeah. you know? Um, so it's one of those things where we don't have a production truck. We can't tell, switch this camera, switch to that camera. You go here. Make sure you get this shot. Like it's kind of like, relying on instinct. It, absolutely. So you want to foster these guys instinct. You want to nurture their instinct. You want to let them grow and you want to give them that leeway where look, you know, uh, it's I hate the phrase perfect is the enemy of good, mm-hmm. but at certain points you certain have to points. accept that. Yeah. You know, where it's not going to always be to your specifications, but that doesn't mean it can't be something great. Yeah, you know you have to give people leeway to work. I know I know. myself and Harry find it a little
0: difficult sometimes when, because we're not calling from a monitor. And typically in a television production, we're calling what's on the monitor. We're 100%. calling what's in the ring. So if there's something going on outside and there's something going on inside the ring as well, we don't know what the cut is going to be, what action to call. So myself and Harry have to trust our instincts as to... Which is more important? We have to triage what's more important. Yeah, what are and you pa- learn
1: that over time. What are we paying attention to? Yeah, you know, like is this the right place to stand? Is this the right words to say? Like what's gonna get the story across exactly. the? Best? you know yeah. things like that, and that comes in time, man I commentated for shit like six and a half, seven years, and I lucked out that I had you know someone who's a professional broadcaster to kind of work me along. I knew all the wrestling stuff but i didn't know the fucking broadcasting how to, how to broadcast yeah. how to speak on a mic properly and not sound like an asshole you know like <laughs> well, good to know that we've learned that today that not an asshole
0: Sorry, there's a camera right here. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> He's like, "What are you pointing I at?" Like, it's my imaginary fuck? friends. I was like, is there like a chat going on? What? In the yeah, hell? there's a
0: chat with a camera and oh, all that. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. we've got people who uh, who like us.
1: That's good, man. I'm glad. You know, like it's not personally. If they knew me personally, they'd hate well, me. But that's look, yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, no, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a cool thing that like you can be fan. You can be a fan now of like a super specific thing, and find like. Six or seven things to pique your interest on that thing, that specific, that thing, specific yeah. thing. Like if you like fucking, uh fucking the third season of Pokemon, you know, <laughs> you'll find like nine podcasts that only fucking dissect the the third season, and you'll find merch, and you'll find shows, and you'll find access to all this shit, like. Dude, when I was growing up, if I wanted to go see, like, a TV show that wasn't on the air anymore, I'd have to beg my parents to take me to the museum of radio and television in yeah. New York City and go to some library and sit and in some cubicle out. and pull it out. Whereas yeah. now, it's like, you have fucking access to everything. We're wrestling, like, we used to have to bug, like, two tape traders to get shit. To get shit, yeah. And spend, you know, like, 80 to to $100 on tapes every show to where you're actually losing money yeah. every time out. Where now, it's like... It's all online. It's all online. You know, all you need is the is
0: the storage space for it. You know, you got your SD card, which can hold an entire company's catalog. Yeah. You know, if you're saying you're shooting in standard def, which no one's shooting, no, let's no, be fair. But you could fit those files an entire you year's could, worth on a Vimeo account.
1: 100%. Like, and it, it makes everyone, you know, um, it makes everyone's life harder and easier at the same time. There is, it's a duality to it where... It's harder for guys to be original in the ring nowadays because if you do something that's yours, well, that's going to be on YouTube in like two weeks two and then weeks, someone's yeah. going to steal it from you, Yeah, you know, but it's also easier if I want to study the masters, if I want to study the greats, which is all, all these young guys should be doing and it is kind of a lost art, you know. I can fucking pull up a match on Daily Motion or YouTube or give the network ten bucks a month or give New Japan ten bucks a month and have access to fucking everything. Everything, yeah. you
0: know, the the library, the history of pro wrestling is at your fingertips. Now, what's the difference? Because I know Capital specifically, and don't forget tonight, three hundred one Garden Street, eight thirty bell time. It's Capital Wrestling presents Harry Turjanian's Capital Carnival Two. That's right. It was so nice the first time. We're doing it again. Tickets available still. CapitalWrestling.com. Come see us. You know, we are in the digital distribution aspect. So what are some of the advantages of going in the digital distribution route as opposed to a traditional broadcast
1: route? No one really tells you what you can and cannot put on on digital. Fair. You don't have a standards and practices department. To have to, like, when with RNN when we got kicked off for fucking the staple spot. You That's know? true, yeah. And we didn't even know that we couldn't do that. Yeah. There was no one who said anything to us either way and just was like, oh, by the way, you fucked up and we're pulling you off the air. Whereas digital, you have a lot more leeway, you have a lot more of the ability to. You know, um, do whatever the fuck you want and not have sensors and not Too have... Too
0: cool buttons. for broadcast television, man. Too cool for broadcast television.
1: <laughs> you know, and there, but there is something to be said about traditional broadcast networks to really get your shit out there and really build that buzz and everything like that. Like, you want a good mix of both. We're starting to... We just got back on TV in the States. You know, one of the cool things is I now have a TV show that's available to watch if you have cable vision, which is the cable provider I had growing up. Yeah, you know it's yeah. something really kind of stupid, but it's really cool to and, me.
0: And what channel is that? Uh, that is the Fight Network. The Fight Network. We are also on the Fight Network in Canada for all of you, uh, for all of you Canucks out there, and also in the UK
1: as well. Yes, you know, and uh, it's something where I think that with wrestling, especially, one of the cool things I've always said is like you can kind of do whatever you want. You can kind of break the reality of like the real world and things that can never happen in real life like we had people hallucinating from a fucking knee to the head you know we had a (laughs) hot dog bleed mustard a hot dog bleed mustard you know things like that like that like if we were mma we couldn't pull any of that shit off you would
0: be looked a little bit more wrestling is a variety show in a lot of regards there's room under the tent for everything
1: a hundred percent and you want everything. You don't want a show that's just going to be one thing because then you're only going to get one type of fans and you're going to burn them out.
0: Which, you know, in today's media market, especially, you know, I think this is more specific to podcasts. They say that it's harder to do variety because... It's harder to find your core audience when you're doing variety because you're trying to service a bunch of audiences, whereas you have a niche audience. It's already built in that you're going to get those people. If you're doing just Pokemon 3, Season 3. You know that there's a thousand fans who are die hard for that. They're going to come for that. Where if you do all of Pokemon, you might get the people who are like, I didn't like the whole thing. I don't want to listen to them talk about season seven. So it makes it a little bit more difficult. It is. And it's also something with
1: podcasts that there's so it's like mixtapes back in like, you know, (laughs)
0: that's that's a really
1: astute uh, observation. Everyone's putting one out. So like, how am I even going to know you exist? Like the job isn't this. It's not the job isn't just finding a guest sitting down and talking no. to him and then putting it out. The job is the marketing of it. The job is the the getting, you know, being an influencer, getting FaceTime with the people, the networking, all of that shit. That's the That's job. The job.
0: This is the reward. I I tell people all the time this, when you go on the air and you're talking into the microphone, that's the reward for the hard work that you did beforehand.
1: Yes. And a lot of people have the misconception that the job is this. It's not. You know, and that's why, like, they get frustrated and they might be putting out great content. Doesn't matter if nobody's seeing it. Exactly. (laughs) It's a tree falling in a forest.
0: Well, that's why. To your point, what we're doing, you know, uh, for example, one of our partners, Gas Digital, who you can see our first run content on Saturday mornings at eleven a.m. every Saturday on Gas Digital. Head to GasDigital.com right now. GasDigitalNetwork.com. Sorry, GasDigitalNetwork.com. They built their own platform for that for that reason. You know, they they created the place to go. They made it cool. They know that their people. Are gas digital network people?
1: Yeah, you so know, and that's something where, and then they started to expand where it's not just comedy podcast anymore. There's comedy, there's music, there's politics, there's life advice, there's science, there's capital wrestling. There's capital wrestling, you know, like, and that's something that once you get them in, the, it's the the thought process is you got to get them in the door. Get them in the door any way you can, and then keep them. Yep, and once you get them in the door, then you offer something for everyone. Then it's like, okay, you're here now. Well, maybe you don't like A, B, and C. So we're going to get a little bit of LNMOP in here so you can have something you like too. And maybe that'll make you realize that you might like A, B, and C and you just didn't give it a chance. You just didn't give it a chance, yeah, for sure. And that's something that I think is important. That's something why, like, with Capital, you know, bringing in guys like Homicide and bringing in guys like Deranged when we did the Special K thing and everything like that, it's kind of like... Hey, all you all you who used to give a shit about this, here's some people you might recognize. Check us out. We just want you, if you're, look, if you're only coming to our show to see Homicide, I still want you there, man. Yeah, it doesn't you make know? a difference. Because yeah. I want you to see what else we have to offer. If you're only going to the show because you're fucking, you know, like your boyfriend loves wrestling and he's dragging you or you're fucking, your kid wants you to be there or whatever, I hope we have something that ends up piquing your interest and bringing you back. And that's something that we strive for.
0: I will say this about you specifically. If someone comes up to you and tells you what they like or don't like about it, you are always listening to that. It's not something like some people might get the because we're the same way. We can come off as very unapproachable, unapproachable for sure. A hundred percent. But I will tell you, at least for me and what I gather from you is all of that stuff is being absorbed. We hear what you're saying. We we take that feedback into consideration. We might not necessarily like your, but we we want to hear what you like about the product. We want to hear what the paying customer
1: doesn't like about the product. It's the only way we get better. A hundred percent. You know, you wanna you wanna know it's it's a having your finger on the pulse thing. And when you kind of like have this isolationism, like we a do, vacuum. you know, you don't want to end up in an echo chamber, and you don't want to end up in a vacuum because you're just Like if all you hear is the opinions you want to hear, you're never going to grow. You know, I want to know what's what you think is wrong. Like if you're the casual consumer or whatever, I want to know what you enjoyed. But I also want to know what kind of turned you off a little bit. Yeah. Everyone's
0: a casual consumer until they come back.
1: Exactly. And if it's something where, you know, I'm hearing from the same I'm hearing the same turnoffs from a lot of people like that is something we absolutely have to take into account. And we do have to address. You can't just leave it be. You can't just go like, oh, well. Fucking eighty percent of the people hate hate this shit. Like I've been accused of being uh, Kaufman esque in the sense of I don't give a fuck if you think it's entertaining. I'm entertained, so fuck you. I don't think
0: that that's necessarily true. I don't get that vibe from you. No,
1: but it's something that I did have to leave behind because I had to realize that I'm not the audience. You're not the paying customer. No. Yeah. Like you know, like I'm. So my opinion is equal to that of the paying customer, not greater than. You know, like, yeah, like, I might know some shit or I might have some ideas that I think people will like, but at the end of the day, like, if you want to see someone in our company, fucking tell me, man. If you think, if the, if you saw something that really turned you off from coming back, fucking tell me. You know, don't sit here and tell me, oh, you did this great and this great. Cool, man, that's, I'm glad to hear that. It always feels good to be reaffirmed that what, reaffirmed you're, doing, that what
0: you're doing is good.
1: Yes, but I also want to hear the other end of it, you yeah. know, and I think that's important.
0: And that's also not an excuse to be a dick, though. You know what I mean? Like, be constructive. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: learn how to speak to people. A lot of people have that problem. Like, we do learn how. To, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We like, do,
0: just, and we, and we, and we haven't punched you in the face yet. I mean, we might tonight, three hundred one Garden Street in Hoboken. Absolutely,
1: you know. But like, yeah, that's important, man. And some things, like, look, some people's opinions aren't going to gel with who we are as a product, and that's fine. You don't have to like us, like. Yeah. I'd love That's it. okay. I'd love it if you do, but if you tell me, hey, man, what you guys do is not for me. I'm not going to say fuck you as a person. Okay, cool. Well, it, nothing's for everybody. All There's right. so few things other than, like, food, water, clothing, and shelter that are for everybody.
0: Everything else is subjective wants. 100%. So before we get out of here, we'll give you opportunity to plug. You got anything, uh, anything you want to get out there? Any projects?
1: Man, just, you know, support the people who support us, man. Gas Digital Network, fucking Evolving with Corey Castle. Uh, you know, listen to Real Ass Podcast, Comedy Fight Club, fucking Legion of Skanks, High Society Radio with our good friend, fucking fellow contributor, Chris Vega. Um, shout out to Omnipresent Brand and Art A lot of stuff coming soon from there. Um, you know, just support artists, support wrestling, support the shit that you want to see more of, man. Understand we're a growth place. Like... This whole thing is so talent can come and grow. So fucking the product can grow. So we as the people running the product can grow. So support it. Give it a chance. Fucking let it breathe. You know, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think you'll have a lot of fun. And I that to me is important. Um, Oh, and also, I cannot forget our fearless leader, his podcast, Manschool 202 with the fucking incomparable Dante Nero which is one of my favorite podcasts to do, um, as well as people who have been super instrumental in my life and my growth. So I I would be so fucking remiss to not give them a shout-out. Yeah, I guess Harry's all right.
0: You know, I just, whatever. Come out, man. (laughs) Yeah, I I love Harry. Harry, if you're listening, I love you, bud. I'll, I'll see you a little bit later. Yeah, come out to the show. Happy birthday, Harry, by the way. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah,
1: that was yesterday, yesterday, but it still counts, you know, know, but like, yeah, like come to the show, This is birthday week. Yes. Come to the show. Have fun. Fucking, if you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know, but just be there. Just fucking be there. Give it a chance. Watch the episodes. Watch. That's something I will say. Watch the Capitol wrestling television because that will give you a feel for what we're actually doing more so than even being there live you know like just give it a shot shout out to you know sapphire strip club for bankrolling us at this point and uh as well as fight.tv
0: which you can yeah. catch us every monday at 6 p.m. So, Saturdays gasdigitalnetwork.com uh mondays on fight.tv you got uh tuesdays uh i believe is facebook wednesdays is youtube yep. it's we're all, all over network, the place you know fight
1: network and we're growing and it's something that you know like we we want people we want to get out to you it's not just come to us we want to get out to you so just look for capital wrestling to keep expanding and you know we hope you come along for the ride with us it's going to be a fucking wild one
0: all right man thanks for tuning in and thanks to ash samuels for joining me today hope you guys enjoyed the show and if you didn't i mean go fuck yourself i mean it's just it's subjective like i said go find somebody else all right i'm leaving now it's okay you can you can leave you can hit the x button Yeah, go ahead.